Welcome to Two Smoking Guns here on 88.3 Southern FM. No, just kidding, because we can't have an intro like that. We've got to have their normal sort of intro that's up and about. Doesn't matter what the time of the day is, you're listening to Two Smoking Guns right here on 88.3 Southern FM. Hello, Rutsy. That sounded like the BBC. <laughs> Well, it was almost like, uh, who was that bloke that uh, was on Red Faces years ago, and now I'm going to change the pace? That was Aust- was it? not ostentatious. No, it, it was, was um, uh, the guy with the, the, the zinc cream on his, yes, it on was. his face. And and I, he, I've seen him many, many times. His actual name Elliot is, Goblet. Elliot Goblet. His, his name, name is actually Jack Elliot, I think, That's in right. real Elliot life. But Goblet. he's Elliot Goblet. So that was my oh, Elliot Goblet intro. He used, to, <laughs> he used to sit there and go, I'm going internally berserk. That's right. <laughs> He did. That's what he used to do. Yeah, he did. And uh, and who was the other strange cat? I tell you, the other strange cat back in those days. I know who you're going to say. Stevie the Regurgitator. Oh gosh, who's he that? He was a comedian. Well, yeah. as as in the genre of comedy. Yes. He used to swallow things oh. and regurgitate them on demand. Oh, like billiard balls. So he <laughs> would he would he would swallow. Dishwashing liquid, and oh. then smoke a cigarette, and he'd regurgitate a uh, bubble oh. and pop it. The smoke would come oh, the out smoke of the bubble. Would be in the, I remember that now. He used yes. to have a secret compartment yes. in his gallop for key. He'd, he'd swallow a, a padlock. Yes, swallow the keys. Yep, and the front regurgitate door regurgitated up, and the front door would open. Front door open. <laughs> I tell you the he other. Was a, he was a genius, that bloke. I tell you the other one that caught my attention way back then, and he's on a he's on another network, and we don't need to give him a free hit. Was uh, who was the uh, the guy that did the poetry, the big sort of lanky? Oh, well, he and, was he was Brian Nankervis, uh, who is now on Rock Quiz. Well, he's a superstar. Superstar. These days. So, uh, and he's also he, he also does some uh, day radio, as I say, on, a, on another on another network. Yeah. Um, but no, he was he was, a he, was he was way ahead of his time. And he used to oh, do the, the poetry and sweat. Yeah, that's right. Under the oh, yes, <laughs> all in that very strange voice. But anyway, there's an interesting way to open our show. We've just gone off on about seventeen thousand different tangents, and uh, that's just how we like to do it. That's how we roll. Hello Scotty. to you, Russell. Oh, hello to you, mate. And I hope you've had a great week and well, a great weekend. I but... want to hear about your weekend. Well, it was uh, it was it was it was a boys' golf weekend. Yes. So when you, when I say those words, yes. Like, well, they go together. They do. But <laughs> what you're really what you're really thinking of is a drinking weekend with a bit of golf bit thrown of golf. in. Yeah. Well, it's just a good walk spoiled. <laughs> exactly. And there'll be more of that later as I recount the stories from the weekend. Uh, but we had a lovely time. We. Drifted down the Mornington Peninsula on Friday. We Very started good. a beautiful place. We've yep. we've gone upscale in our golf. Oh, trips have you? Because as befits our age and stage, right. we've gone. We can't we can't stay in squalor anymore. You've gone for luxury. We went to luxury, <laughs> lad. Luxury, lad. And we we've overkilled it. And we took away because we normally play Vic versus New South Wales. Right. But New South Wales. State of Origin golf. Yes. New South Wales declined to come because of we're we're full of COVID. Oh. We're full of rabies down oh. here. And they they decided they four weeks ago they can't possibly come down here and really? get get infected with oh, the leprosy. Mate, they were too scared. So we put put together an all stars team. Problem was the team we put together was too good and they beat us. Oh. <laughs> 
you, Not a lot of thought went mate, into the All-Star. You, you know, that, that, that's on the same parallel universe of you never ask a question unless you know the answer. No, well, that's right. Well, so you never crowd an All-Star team if you think they're going to beat you. Over the course of the weekend, <laughs> they bet us by one point. So uh, it, was, it was a uh, very, very hard-fought weekend. But importantly... Your team had more pots. Yes, <laughs> but new friendships were formed. Oh, good. As a result of which, next year there's going to be two... Golf trips. Oh. One against New South Wales, which was deferred, yes. and another one against the All-Stars because they're good blokes. Oh. So we've just well, managed to good. parlay two golf weekends away well, and, next and year. Will you, uh, so will you have to go to some neutral ground to play? No, we'll just play down here. Yeah. Um, um, but the good news is that's yeah. one of the it's, it's, as, there's a long list of things. Yes. One of the good things to come out of COVID. Yes. Two golf trips. Yeah, two golf trips. So yeah. I've been a little bit um, weary since I got back, but um, I had a lovely weekend. Well, that's Thanks for asking. Good. And no. I... Good for the soul. And you can't imagine how many laughs we had. If I tell you on Saturday night, yes. after a round of golf, and we um, had a few refreshments, went upstairs to, we had a, a lovely big apartment penthouse balcony beautiful um gin bar <laughs> bit of calamari cooked oh, early bit of bit of bit of um south african sausage oh br- um like br- br- bratwurst or br- whatever they call it oh yes yep. and, right you know, there's a name for it that yep. escapes me okay before we had eye fillet and burgers and oh. you, know. you have a barbie up there had a barbie. and we thought what what could possibly be the best movie that you could watch on a golf trip when you've got a few drinks in you? Caddyshack. Correct. <laughs> There's no other film that you could watch. So we set two <laughs> blocks to the task because there was a Netflix on the thing, but it didn't. Netflix didn't carry it because right. they started with Happy Gilmore. We said, no, no, no. We've got to go no, back you, to the original you, you, and the best. got to go to the best. So my good friend ended up installing his own Stan account oh. at, at the apartment oh, just so that we can watch Caddyshack. And five blokes started watching it. By the end of the show, 24 blokes are gathered around the screen oh. howling with laughter oh. at all this. I mean, it's probably one of those movies where you could recite half the lines. Yep. You know. yeah, if, you, if you saw it again, you, you, could, it you again. could just, you could just yeah, oh, this, this next yeah, scene's a ripper, this yeah, next scene's a yeah. ripper. Bill Murray's, yeah. it's got Chevy Chase in it, doing Chevy Chase magic. Yep. It's got Rodney Dangerfield, yeah, Rodney, who Danger Man. would be one of the funniest blokes of all time. <laughs> With the funniest eyes you've ever seen. <laughs> then it's got Bill Murray in it. Yeah, I know. Doing his... Yep. Oh, monkey yep. woman and Cinderella story <laughs> stuff, and and all the rest, and then you've got Judge Smiles, and then you've got the the guy that runs the. Oh, it's hysterical! Yep. It's, it's hysterical. Uh, it is rock solid golf. So, um, look, I've had a massive weekend on that, but um, well, I so. remembered you were playing golf because, in fact, I was going to invite you for you you and your bride to come and join us for lunch on Sunday. Yes, um, but of course, I've just gone. No, I think I think old mate might be the four. I'll take you through some golf quotes in a minute, but I also wanted to take you through today interesting uses of beer. Oh, right. Because... Other than being consumed. Other than being consumed in large quantities by middle-aged men. Right. And um, I've got a couple of other odds and sods for you. And you've got a few things going on. I have got a few things. Yes, I'm going to... The the PC police are alive and well, and you won't ever guess who they've lined up lately. It's just unbelievable. Um, You've talked about some things in COVID, and I'm going to come back to you and talk to you about what's happened in the world of personal greeting pre- and post-COVID. Oh, 
personal yes. greeting, as in as in handshakes. Well, what we, yes, things bumps, that we things that we used to kiss do. Kiss on the cheek, and I've got percent, hugs. I've got percentages because oh. <laughs> you know I've got to oh. I, I've got to have something that I is like, that it's measurable. Yes, <laughs> measurable outcomes. <laughs> measurable outcomes. That's right. Um, yeah, so there's a there's a few bits. Uh, there was there was Bathurst on the weekend. Did you know that? I had no idea, I'm, but I well, know you're a car nut. Well, it's it was the Bathurst 500, not the Bathurst 1000. They just go they go halfway. So don't they? well, what or they do they do, go around the opposite way? Well, I tell you what. Now there's a very interesting thing because uh, I, I was on uh, on uh, Bookface and. Um, People were sort of writing things and whatnot, and comment, you know, commentating, you know, making commentary about what they're seeing. And I posted exactly what you've just said. How about race one goes clockwise, but race two goes anti-clockwise? That's going to make some interesting driving. Well, they would go up Conrod Strait. Well, they go up Conrod Strait. Up, what do you call it? The, yeah, what do you call uh, up it? The, chic- the chicane thing well, that you da- talk yeah, about? Down, down through, down through uh, Dead Man's uh, Pass or whatever oh, it's called. Yeah, can, What's it called? The they all, where they all stack? You told me the other day. Yeah, they, it, they take a racing line through the chicane or whatever it is. Yeah, well, it's, it's a whole series of S's. Yeah, well, but, and what about if they went up? Well, that's what I'm saying. Just be a bit slower, would it? Well, because but don't forget they've still got to go up for them to come down to begin oh. with. So, they're, but they're just going to go the other way. So, I wonder what would happen with the camber of the road. And there was one particular chap. I tell you um, what, it'd, it'd suit the people from New South Wales, wouldn't it? Well, going the other way. They're used to their horses. Going yeah, the, the other horses way. go the other way. Yeah. So the drivers would probably be used Mate, to that. I just reckon. So oh, I've got two elements: make it the other way and make it at night. Oh, yeah. Get some lights going up there. Double tricky-dicky action. Or no lights and only headlights. Or or (laughs) glow-in-the-dark cars. (laughs) Like a glow stick. (laughs) Imagine seeing these glow glow things. It would be unbelievable. That would be fantastic. Uh, So, anyway, that was – I watched a bit of that. That was good. Shane Van – and so, in fact, Shane Van Gisberg. So, who won? Shane Van Gisberg. So – Has he got a nickname? uh, The Giz. The Giz. The Giz. Yeah. So, he won Bathurst. 1,000 last yes, year. Yes, yes, I know. Um, and then he's won both these races. So the reason why it's 500, they do 250-kilometre race on Sunday, 250-kilometre race on Sunday. Oh, double header. So it's a double header, yep. So instead of it just being... Were you glued to the box? Oh, well, I was glued as much as I could be, uh, given that I had a list of things to do. Mm. But, uh, but they sort of no, didn't I get man- done? Well, no, I managed to see a good a good portion of it. And then uh, some of the, and then I had to go and do something. Uh, so then just a little bit later at night, I just went back to... Oh, uh, just rewind. Back to KO and, and <laughs> oh, watched oh. the replay. Because <laughs> so, you can do that. You did uh, post a... You sent me a text message of you... <laughs> <laughs> With Pro- my brother from another mother. Profiled on the television screen, <laughs> which I didn't see until Sunday night. I couldn't. I With couldn't. you and the brother from another mother, who a former race car driver. Yes, and the, yes, and the listeners, they'll, they'll need to go on our socials to get a visual on your scone <laughs> to understand what we're talking about. Are you going to post it up there, right? But you, you gonna... do bear a remark. We've always said this. Well, it's been you a bit of a running do gag. do bear a remarkable resemblance well, I've, to I've got... former... V8 driver Mark Scaife. I've got two must be must be said. It's I've got two stories for you. Um, I went to a function at Crown uh, probably now I don't know fifteen years ago, and uh, as you do when you go to a function at Crown, 
uh, and when the function finishes, that's not the end of the function. <laughs> well, normally, Scotty, you, you just fight, there's a bar. That's that's just the entree. That's the entree. That's the beer entree. Then you go and do what's called in the classics networking. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So you just go and have another thousand beers. Correct. Um, so <laughs> I was with a group of people, and uh, this bloke has almost knocked me over. Mm. Uh, he's literally run across. So for the next hour. I didn't buy a beer. <laughs> and he thought absolutely rock solid that I was this other person. Yeah. Um, Were you dressed up in uh, Holden apparel or anything? I, 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 probably should, I probably should have taken the, the race suit off. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I, had my, I had my race shirt on. Um, uh, and then another one, uh, we were at the races one day and uh, it was... Uh, under a, a race team banner, so don't need to elaborate. But anyway, uh, great day, lovely day. <laughs> awesome, this bloke came up. He was absolutely four sheets to the wind. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I love oh, you, mate. Oh, mate, I've been waiting all day to come over and say hello to you. How's the car going? Oh, it's, it's going it's really, going really it's going good. Real. What, the Camry? I've got <laughs> out the front. Oh, <laughs> you my Toyota Corolla. Um, so, no, it was very funny. And then, then the thing that I noticed is the said driver, normally wears a uh, brand of glasses that are sort of quite racy in themselves. Yes. But he's actually now got a pair that are very similar to the Do ones I've got. So, in fact, I said it to my sister and she said, my gosh, I saw it on TV yesterday and I had to do a double take. And then my youngest daughter was just, are you joking, is all she wrote back. So in a sliding doors moment, how many times would Mark Scaife um, have blokes coming up to him saying, <laughs> I love the radio show on the other day, Scotty. That's why we do radio, mate, because we've got a great head for it. <laughs> How funny uh, would that be? Oh, there be it. See, I, these, I keep getting these... Gee, you look a lot like this other bloke that I know. <laughs> I keep having these randoms come up to me talking about some radio show that I've got. <laughs> mate, I couldn't help myself. I looked at it and went, oh, gee whiz, I tell you what, it was uh, it was a, just a very funny moment, but uh, I shared it with a few people, although I've got lots of laughs and thumbs up yeah. and all sorts of things. So there we go. Mate, there was, it was, it was lots of laughs on the weekend. I just, I just, uh, we we told golf gags all the way around the court. Uh, golf gags, right? yep. golf gags are a yep. thing. Well, you know, uh, it, they're better than dad jokes. Aren't well, they? they're kind of the same as dad jokes. <laughs> right? You know, it's 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 there's there's a couple that just came up on the weekend, right? <laughs> I, love, I love this one. So, after a particularly poor round, a golfer spotted a lake. Um, as he walked despondently up the 18th, he looked at his caddy and he said, I've played so badly all day, I think I'm going to drown myself in that lake. The caddy, quick as a flash, replied, I'm not sure you could keep your head down that long. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's good. Love it. Uh, just, they, they, these are gags that went, went away. Um, golf was having a terrible round, 20 over par on the front nine. Lost his ball, ball many times. When his, caddy, when his caddy coughed as he steadied himself over the 12-inch putt on the 10th, he lost it. He said, you've got to be the worst caddy in the world, he yelled. I doubt it, replied the caddy. That would be too much of a coincidence. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, couple of quick ones for you, Scotty, right. about golf. What's the easiest shot in golf? Uh, putting. Your fourth putt. <laughs> a player asked his coach, what's going wrong with my game? You're standing too close to the ball. 
after you've hit it. <laughs> this is this was this was apropos of laughing at a couple of Bill Murray's gags. One guy said, "I played a course that was so tough, I lost two balls in the ball washer." <laughs> I love that. And then a couple of love definitions it. for you about golf. Uh, what's a fairway? A fairway is an unfamiliar tract of closely mown grass running from the tee to the green. Your ball is usually found immediately to the left or to the right of it. <laughs> That's army golf, mate. <laughs> left, right, left, right. I played a bit of that. <laughs> golf. Definition of golf. Golf can best be defined as an endless series of tragedies obscured by the occasional miracle. <laughs> That's my game. Yes. <laughs> a gimme. A gimme can best be defined as an agreement between two golfers, neither of whom can putt very well. (laughs) (laughs) And the definition of a practice tee, a place where golfers go to convert a nasty hook into a wicked slice. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take a break and be back in a second for more of this nonsense. I feel like absolute crap. I hate myself. I hate my hair, my face. I have no personality. Nothing makes me happy anymore. I had no idea my daughter had depression until I took her to a GP. I just thought she was being a typical teenager. The doctor helped me deal with it. Help make sense of things. Help someone find a way back from depression and anxiety. Find out where to get help at youthbeyondblue.com or call 1300 224636. School zones are now in operation, so please drive carefully. Stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon. Stop the pigeon and tune into Pigeon Radio Australia with Racing Pigeon news and interviews and weekly race results. Interviews with champion Racing Pigeon flyers from all over the world. Every Wednesday from 10am to 12pm, right here on your Racing Pigeon community station 88.3 Southern FM. The sounds of the Bayside. On FM, online and on TuneIn 24-7. This is 88.3 Southern FM. So we're back with the guns. We're talking... Funny, funny golf now, stuff. Now, can I? I've just got one. Oh, you've got one I, golf you know, gag. Just one golf gag that uh, I was told a very long time ago, and I think it's uh, I, I, actually I thought it was quite funny. So, um, there's a chap, and uh, he's uh, he's on the tee, and uh, he's a, he's about to, um, he's about to uh, tee off, play a shot. All of a sudden, the from the clubhouse comes with the gentleman on the ladies' tee. Please come back to the men's tea. To which he turned around and said, Would the bloke in the clubhouse let me play my second shot? (laughs) (laughs) So a bit like... There's a range of... Standing uh, too close to your ball. There are a range of penalties, (laughs) depending on the group of golf players you play with, if you hit off the blue tee or the white tee and you don't make the ladies' tee... Yes, there's a round of repercussions that either occur immediately or post-match. Right. Does it involve any apparel? Normally, they involve <laughs> either drinking or a lack of clothing, <laughs> and they approximate tar and feathering. 
I'll tell you what, just to be safe, I think I'd throw it from the first tee. The final one from me, because there's too many golf gags going on. But but this this did catch my attention. The average golfer walks about 150k and drinks four litres of alcohol each year. Right. Which means golfers get about 38k to the (laughs) litre. Very good. Now, before we go on, uh, we, we, um, we lost a great one. We did. Through the week, so I so, sorry to segue from no we, golf uh, gags to this, but um, it, it's important that we um, that we just acknowledge we lost Michael Gdinski. We did this week, um, who is the godfather of Australian music. It yep. must be said, absolutely. And I think there was a book written um, with that title. Um, but when you think about um, how long he's been involved in our industry and how many artists he's promoted, yep. We've indeed lost a unique individual. He he began when he was a teenager. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows he's, he's Kylie, Jimmy Barr, all that. Everyone knows all that. But he was a kid, and he's running around doing dance hall events in the 70s. Yes. Yeah? Yep. Um, and he managed artists called, like Chain, Healing Force, all these artists back in the early 70s. He formed Mushroom Records when he was a kid, 1972. Yes. Right? Yep. So we, yeah, we, it was it we, was twenty years of age. We, we were teenagers, mate. Still had a runny nose. We still, yeah, yeah, yeah. We hadn't grown any uh, <laughs> any hair by that stage. But this is interesting stuff. I didn't really know this. His first album was a triple live recording of the nineteen seventy three Sunbury Music Festival. Yes, it was. And then he managed and, and published Billy Thorpe and the Aztecs off the back of that. Yep. Matt Lake, Matt Taylor, the Dingoes, all off the back of that. Yep. And he ne- he couldn't get airtime on the radios because they were all playing overseas stuff. Yep. But then in 1975, he published Skyhooks Living in the 70s. Yes. Which is the biggest selling album ever released up until that time. It's obviously been surpassed because yep. bigger population or whatever. But that was his big one. Then he got split ends going. Then he set up Bombay Rock. Oh, did he? In Brunswick. I didn't know that. Really? But he set that up in 77. Then, obviously, he owned clubs. He, owned, he published bands. And he went on to form Frontier and Premier, Frontier oh, sorry, Premier Artists right. and all that sort of stuff. Um, remarkable, remarkable career. But, you know, and he's, and he's had Ari Awards. Many, many. He's an industry icon. He's a lifetime achievement. He's got um, Order of Australia Awards, all yep. of that. But... When you think about the artists who he helped foster and promote, and it's just this is just a laundry list of the most amazing names yep. of all time, we are we know how indebted we were to to his great work. So you, you look at Archie Roach, the Angels, Peter Andre, Andre who Andre. was a bit of a joke, but he had huge success with the yep, he did. Jimmy Barnes, Chain, the Church, the Dingoes, um, Sunny Boys. Um, Garbage, who were an Garbage. overseas band who he helped out. Renee Gaya. Um he he published in this country the Dreamboat Annie album by heart, you know, things like this. Kate Sobrano, Katie Noon, Paul Kelly, yep. <laughs> yeah. Matt Lake, Miho two four five is a favorite band of mine. Danny and Kylie Minogue, the models, great oh, yeah, favourite yeah, of mine, as you yeah, would yeah, yeah. Um the choir boys, um the Saints yep. in the early days, Skyhooks, Split Ends, the Sports. Swingers, Ted Mulvey Gang, TMG, Billy Thorpe, Yothu Yindi, and the list. The list just actually goes on. It's actually hard to fathom the impact he had on Australian music up until which time 
in the seventies. He was one of the early promoters, along with his good mate Molly, yep. who had the ABC show Countdown yep. and, and promoted. So, R.I.P. Um, to a great, great figure in the Australian music industry yep. and um, tragic loss. Yeah, really? tragic loss. And he was a he was a great supporter of the St Kilda Football Club. Who, he was who too. we follow. Yep, and, absolutely. Um, and so we've um, we've missed a great one there. And I believe um, there's talk of a state. Celebration I, of some. I heard some, something similar. Now, some can, matches, can which I would just, be appropriate. I'll just give you two pieces that I heard. Um, is that back in the seventies, and I think it was. Forgive me if I'm not hundred percent accurate, but I think this is right. He went and did a deal for Skyhooks that was to go for to run for five years, and it was a ten album deal. And if they managed to punch that out. So it's 1974, right? They were going to earn Mushroom and the band were going to earn 1.5 million dollars in 1974. That's huge coin. Imagine what that sort of coin was back in those no, days. You buy a house for about 12 grand back in those days, Correct. couldn't you? Correct. So put that into perspective. And then when you talked about the band Garbage, he managed to get. Uh, an FM station here in Melbourne, which is the only station that ever played, uh, first up, um, Garbage's music. Mm. So he was, uh, and the last fact I'll give you, that triple album that you said he began with was the first to last triple album that was ever made. There you go. Or that he was involved yeah, with. Vision. So, vision. Yeah, he was, uh, he was brilliant. And then you think about his... I suppose you, if you call it philanthropic work with mm. getting concerts together and putting together that music concert last well, year. Well, he's just done it earlier this year with the Malakuta concert, yep. for example, yep. to give back to the so, community. So, so he, he did one from the farmers yeah. you know, with wheat. and yep. I mean, people just say he just never stopped. One of the nicest blokes you'll ever meet. Loyalty beyond reproach. And you know when sometimes they say, oh, you know, he's the... He's the Picasso of the of the music industry. I, well, I, you could only ever say you'd have to use him now as the well. He's the Michael Gadinsky of the of the yeah. painting world. He's the gold standard. So he is the gold standard. It's uh, and you could just hear it in some of the voices of people too that were talking about him. And uh, yeah, just a, just a, a massive loss right across the board. It I is. So, it is. And he had so much more left to give. Um, so a very sad yeah, week uh, for at, a, at a sprightly sixty-eight. So uh, ridiculously young. Yeah, so yeah. R.I.P. and, and um, you know condolences to all concerned in his indeed immediate and wider family. Indeed. Um, so just changing tack as we want to do on this program. All right. Just no dad jokes now. No dad <laughs> jokes. But I I saw something because you and I are fond of a dining experience, Scotty. Oh, I don't mind it. <laughs> we were talking off air about several we'd had. So I wanted to talk you through one of the more unusual ones, which right. I think is quite fascinating. Okay. So this is a dining experience in Sweden. Right. So I'll take you to Sweden. Okay. This is a, a restaurant for one. <laughs> restaurant for one? Have they got one table or one chair? One table and one chair. One table and one chair. It's called Board for N, which is Swedish for table for one. Right. So picture this. This is a lone chair placed at a lone table in the middle of a Swedish field. Right. It's the hottest reservation 
ticket in the COVID era in Sweden. So Linda Carlson and Rasmus Persson's restaurant in the Swedish village of Ransata, population 100, serves one diner per day. My goodness me. It's not a great business model. And the restaurant (laughs) is booked up through the summer. (laughs) With the growing wait list, which is not surprising because there's only one chair. I suppose the overheads won't be exorbitant, will they? There wouldn't be ten chefs out the back. (laughs) Wait, there's more. Oh, please. Patrons of said restaurant don't even meet their server. Uh, This is the ultimate COVID restaurant. Oh. A three-course vegetarian meal. Yep is sent to the table in a picnic basket via a 50-metre rope pulley. No way. Taking some of the social awkwardness out of eating alone. I was going to say, I thought you were going to tell me it was being delivered by a yak. So <laughs> it's a table dressed That's in linen in a field with one chair with and a, a post a rope next pulley to it. System. And there's a basket comes with the... Red and white checkered tablecloth over no the thing way. arrives at the table. You serve yourself, eat your meal, put it back in the basket, and, and chuff off. Right. Have you got to put your money in the basket as well? How do they pay? <laughs> a, I believe it's an honest oh, system. I, I reckon it's probably cash up front before you even get there. So that's the ultimate like, table for one, table please. Table for one. My goodness, man. How's that? Yeah. It's not a very social experience, well, granted. I'm not sure how profitable it would be either. But, but it's it, apparently a lovely view. Really? Yes. Right. Is it not many in tonight? Is, <laughs> are there lights out there or is it just pitch black? I think it's a daytime affair. Oh, so it's just a lunch. It's a lunch. Right. Yes. Okay. Three course. Right. Three course degle so, station. So is there one person for breakfast, one person for lunch, and one person for dinner just to try and get a bit more coin in don't, the door? I don't, don't know. <laughs> That's just... It just caught my eye. That's all. Oh, i tell you what. Table for one. Ta- table for one, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're booked out today. <laughs> Have you got a reservation? Have you got a reservation? <laughs> what name? What name? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you mind waiting? <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. You know I that? love it. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, maybe on the uh, off the back of your <laughs> table for one. <laughs> table for one. Uh, I what caught my eye was, that, and I always find this fascinating. You know, you know, one day you'll read that you know more than two cups of coffee are bad for you. The next day, oh, you know, yes. you've got to have eight cups of coffee because that's good for you. It's different sort of red advice. wine's bad for you, and then the next day it's good for you. And then you know, if you don't eat your carrots, you go blind. Then you've and, got to have a protein diet, then a vegetable oh, diet. So what caught my eye was um, seven dietary myths that are busted. Oh, yeah, myth busters. Miss, this is miss. <laughs> Myth busters. Yeah. <laughs> say, say it again after a mouthful of sand. The two guys used to be on that show, one with the large Mustaka and the beret, uh, Myth Busters. Uh, they, yeah, they're the Myth they're, Busters. They've boys. busted yeah, these, yeah, these yeah, dietary myths. Yeah, they put on a suit and shoot each other just to shoot demonstrate that the suit actually <laughs> worked. But <laughs> lucky they got the suit right they each time. They construct models and put them on yeah, fire. Yeah, exactly. No, it was a good show. I, I like that. So myth, they've done this with that, the diet. So they've done it with um, with seven diet myths. Bust them. 
I'm not sure this is actually a diet, but the, the, uh, to well, lead take me through them to, because to lead off. I need to lose a bit of weight, Scotty. Well, so I'm very, I'm all ears well, when I've it comes to I've been hearing about this fasting thing. You know, you should, you can go 17 hours and not eat, and then you can have whatever you want. And uh, I don't know, but anyway, the, the number one. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Well, see, even that's a myth. Do you think that's true? Well, I believe it to be true for my body because I am prone to getting up in the morning doing some exercise. You're a bit hungry. And then I get bloody hungry. <laughs> so I'm listening to my body. Yes. As I say you should. Yes. And I like to have something to eat. Now, now, I don't always have the right thing. <laughs> but you have something. But I have something and it makes me feel better. Well, if I don't have better. anything... Just don't feel that I'm starting the well, day. You're not going to lose weight if you're grumpy. <laughs> well, I think that's half the problem. I mean, there's a lot of people that are losing weight. Are, are grumpy. Are hungry. Be, are grumpy because yeah, they're hungry. Because they're hungry. <laughs> so, anyway. Aussie kids are Whitbix kids. Is that, is this a myth or not? Well, or I'll, you just, I'll just step okay. you through it. Just, cool. you know, hold your ticket for a right, sec. Okay. The ride's coming. Okay. All right. Uh, Aussie kids are Whitbix kids. We're also a nation of happy little Vegemites. Yes. Avocado toast, fetishes, uh, and all day long egg lovers. Mm. Tick, 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 tick. tick, Scrambled eggs this morning. Mm. With chilli. Oh, do you like your chilli for breakfast? I could eat chilli for breakfast. You're not losing weight if you're having (laughs) chilli on your eggs, mate, for breakfast. Um, But is breakfast as vital as dietary guidelines food companies and grandparents would have us believe? Spectre says no. Who's Spectre? I have no idea. Uh, is, is that a man? Spectre? Is that the man from I, Spectre? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> is that like, is that like the man Klaus from Chaos? <laughs> the man from Uncle? <laughs> or, um, gets, or Maxwell Smart from Control? So we've been led to believe breakfast is the right thing to do through a series of bad research and breakfast cereal marketing. Oh, see, I know that's not good for yeah, you. I mean, if you had a little amount of sugar in I mean, uh, Nutri-Grain, oh. Iron Man food, well, it's just, my a, it's just a sugar tablet. It's a sugar tablet, <laughs> correct. It's like, it's like Fruit Loops. Uh, we've been told that skipping breakfast is very bad and could lead to diabetes, weight gain, and kids going crazy in school. Well, that's true. <laughs> However, there is no evidence... <laughs> Why is it so? <laughs> there is no evidence for any harm at all, and some evidence points to occasionally skipping breakfast as a usual strategy. Oh, a strategy. A strategy for reducing weight. Right. Uh, research conducted through Zoe, whoever Zoe is, uh, in a, a nutritional science company co-founded by Spectre, whoever Spectre, Spectre is. Spectre, this is a, a mystery. Well, Let's get to that's the bottom my of homework. This. I'm finding out who find Spectre out who, is. Find out who Spectre Found is. that as people get older... They tend uh, to metabolise things better in the evening than before lunch. Well, this is true in the sense that my bride doesn't have breakfast. Right. Because she used to, but she doesn't anymore. Right. She's bloody hungry by 11. Yeah, I was going to say, you eat the lifeline duck. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and yet we're she told... She's going to get out of bed till 10. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not... No, if she's listening, that's... Oh, 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 fuck, oh, I'm going to pay. Good, luck, pay. Your, good <laughs> luck with your dinner tonight, I'm going to pay for that. Good luck for your dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, I'm not sure she'll actually hear it. But, uh, <laughs> uh, and yet we're told that everybody should have their calories in the morning because of studies originally done on 20-year-old students, says the professor. Evidence is also growing that increasing fasting intervals to around 14 hours can reduce insulin levels and promote weight loss. Well, this is true. This is called fasting. 
Is this called? Is this a form of ketosis? Correct. Well, I've done. I've done all this. Yeah. I'll tell you about it. Yeah, no, I, I saw somebody do this keto diet once. Mm. I think he had bacon and eggs every day, and that much. He, he dropped a poultice yeah, but load. Should, but part of it's not missing a meal and all that. Yeah, you skip yeah, a yeah. meal. Further, Spectre again yeah. <laughs> says fasting may help create a healthier gut microbiome. The community of a hundred trillion microbes living mainly in our small intestine. Uh, anyway, so um, that's just number one. But I, awesome. Do we have to look after our sponsors? No, we, we'll go to a quick break. Oh, we'll okay. come back with more of your. Yeah, I'm just. I'm going to just myth read you through a few more. Okay. Brilliant. See you in a sec. Righto. Hi, this is Ivor Davies for Rad, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drink driving. Music's one of the most important things in my life, but nothing's more important than life itself. If you drink then drive, you're risking your life and the lives of everybody on the road. So before you go out for a few drinks, plan ahead. Stay the night somewhere close, share a taxi, catch public transport, or arrange a designated driver who won't drink. You'll make the road a safer place for all of us. Hello, I'm Victoria's Chief Health Officer, Brett Sutton. Coronavirus is still with us and can spread quickly. There are some important things we must do to keep our families and communities safe. Please help to slow the spread of coronavirus by complying with the restrictions in place. Please get tested if you have any symptoms of coronavirus, such as a cough, sore throat, runny nose, fever, shortness of breath or loss of taste or smell. Getting tested is safe and free for everyone. Call the coronavirus hotline. Thank you. Space, what is it? Where is it? What's out there? Who's out there? What are we doing in space and why? If you've ever wondered about space and space flight, then tune into the Space Show every Wednesday between 7 and 8pm. You're listening to 88.3 Southern FM. Right, we're back. <laughs> we're back. On the two smoking guns. And we're still in myth territory. Okay? And we're talking, we're talking diet. It's quite, it's, it's quite extensive. So I'm In the break, I couldn't find out who Spectre. There no, was, I'll, but uh, you I'll can find, find out. I'll that find out who Spectre is. But yeah. let me just share. There, there's a few more, right? Yeah. Carbohydrates will make you fat. Myth. Is it a myth? Myth. Exercise will make you skinny. Myth. Hmm. Okay. Uh, kilojoule counting is reliable and easy. Myth. Detoxing improves health and well-being. Myth. Oh, excellent news. Right? <laughs> no need to detox, old son. Uh, the healthiest diet is plant-based. Myth. Oh, I thought that was a What's given good one. for me is good for you. Myth. So there's the seven. Now, um, if I'm you sure want to go there's some of, detail. You want to go, well, there is a little bit of detail. I mean, let me, let me step you back to number three. Exercise will make you skinny. Clocking up multiple kilometres each day uh, on a fitness app, fantastic stuff. Keep it up. However, while receiving that 10,000-step alert is a nice placebo, mm-hmm. that's why I don't walk, um, Spectre says <clears throat> all that walking won't lead to weight loss. Especially if you go and, you know, pig out after you walk. Or you walk to Maccas. <laughs> 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 there is this idea that if you exercise enough, you don't have to worry about what you're eating. But unless you're an Olympic swimmer, <laughs> swimmer that's not quite true. That's not something sugary, uh, that's not something sugary beverages uh, companies such as one of the long-term ones, uh, like to hear, which is why they spend millions funding research to shift obesity blame away from diet and towards inadequate physical activity. 
So it's a bit like... Look, it's a combo, isn't it? It's like, in, in simple terms, in and out. Yeah. The more you stick in your gob, yep. if you don't do exercise output, yep. then you're going to get fat. And there are some You things. can exercise as much as you like, but if you're putting the same amount in, you're not going to lose weight. So and it's also, a combo but of if, both. But if you it? eat burgers every day and, and half a dozen fried dimmies... Unless, unless you're Michael Phelps, you're going to lose You're going to be in trouble, yeah. right? So it's all, I don't know, it's all balanced. And I think, but I think that's right. I think it also falls into the basket of some of the myths around um, pharmaceuticals, potentially, and uh, some of the, um, what can we say, uh, the, uh, uh, the benefits that the pharmaceutical industry purports that can be achieved by way of taking said um, tablets and supplements, all about the bottom line, mate. They don't. Well, they don't. I'm just. I'm just going to emphasise your dietary point there because I. <laughs> I came across an article. <laughs> I love it when you say I came across an article I that ca- caught my attention. It caught my eye. <laughs> caught my eye, righto. And the headline of the article, which caught my eye, Ohio man foregoes food for 46 day Lent beer diet. Oh, he's a genius. <laughs> oh, no. Ohio man is marking the Christian tradition of Lent. I don't know what that is. That's where you give up food, I think, for a period of time. Is it? Uh, you have to give something up. Give something up. Yep. Okay, thank you. Yep. Not very up on my religious yep. Yep. Just rituals. Don't, and... don't put beer on your list. So he gave up solid foods for 46 days, and yep. he got the majority of his sustenance from beer. Yeah, so he's had he's had his cereal, he's had his oats. His diet includes <laughs> and his wheat. His diet, which is his diet: beer, water, black coffee, and herbal tea. Right. I only have three to five beers a day. He right. said, "It's not like I'm drinking constantly." Right. If you eat your standard diet, it gets boring. You don't eat the same thing every day, so I'm not drinking the same beer every day. <laughs> Genius. He's not just going five schooners a crown. He's, he's, mix- he's into the craft He's now. mixing it up. <laughs> Do you think he's having light, mid-strength, and super heavy? I don't. Probably. <laughs> just to mix it up He said he um, successfully completed Lent beer diets in 2019 and twenty. Each time noticing health benefits. Right. He lost 40 to 50 pounds both years and noticed his blood pressure and cholesterol improved. Yeah. The human body is an amazing thing, he said. We're used to going through as hunter-gatherers, feast or famine. The problem is we don't go through the famine anymore. (laughs) No. So he's um, he's got a a crowdfunding initiative um, and... uh, the money he raises from people supporting him, he's, he's sending to local bars and restaurants that have suffered through COVID. Well, I was going to say, is he, is he op- He's very honourable. <laughs> is he opening a brewery? <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's where the money's going. He's going to make his own. He's funding his own yeah, diet. Spot on. But um, it caught my eye, and I thought to myself, I wonder if I could do that. I mean, if I woke up and did my exercise and had a beer... <laughs> and then for lunch, <laughs> two schooners. <laughs> and then for beer, for lo- for dinner, another two schooners. I reckon I'd be pretty hungry, but I'd feel pretty good. I've only got a couple of words for you. Lobster sing choy bow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I reckon you might miss it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. Anyway, um, good on him. Pepper, Just goes to show, because I think what the... 
the, the lesson in all of that is the calories in the beer. It's moderation, dear He's boy. taking his calories in a liquid <laughs> format, which I've always purported to be a positive thing. Easily digestible, you know, not, 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 you know, anyway. Well, I've always said I've enjoyed a fruit diet for many, Correct. many years now. Yeah, I mean, I'm especially fond might, of grapes. I might do the wine diet. <laughs> I'm just fond of grapes. Yes. Not necessarily in, in, in a solid form. <laughs> now, a um, couple of things from me. Yes. Um, because um, we have discussed on this radio show for many years. Two smoking guns. The two smoking guns radio show. <laughs> That um, we are going to, as a collective, as a duo, yes. as a pair, yes. we're going to one day own a Guinness Book World of Records. We, we're going to have a crack at something, aren't we? We just, yes. haven't, we just haven't quite fingered what that is. We haven't figured out what it is, but no. I've got a couple of suggestions for us. Oh, ones that we might have a crack at? No, no, these are ones that I don't think we could do. Right. They involve feats of human endurance. Right. But there's one at the end that I think we, we've got covered. All right. Right? Hit me. So I've done some research. Oh, I love it when you do research. So um, this, 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 this is the – this is I thought this was singularly impressive. There's a couple of swimming ones, right? Yeah. Cold pass. swimming ones. Pass. Right? Which I know you're not into. Nah, nah, nah. Um, this you, is you, a, can have a, you can have a crack at that if you want. This is, a, this is a man from Ireland who's the world's oldest ice – Swimmer, ice mile swimmer. Yeah, so good luck, mate. Sixty-six year old Irish man, freezing waters. He swam a mile uh, in freezing waters to claim a Guinness book, um, Guinness World Record. Um, he had to swim continuously without any breaks, and the water temperature had uh, was verified as uh, twenty-three degrees below zero. Did they put him in a glass of gin and tonic when he got out? <laughs> he finished his swim in forty-three minutes twenty-eight seconds in sub-zero. Uh, temperatures. Oh, get out of here. They can't identify him as male yet. Because, <laughs> because and that foot that got washed up on the beach his, last week, it might be his because it would have snapped off his, in the cold. His external parts have run for the <laughs> It's inverted. <laughs> There's another swimming one. Yeah. We don't go there. Yeah, it's yeah. a family show. Yeah, family show. Um, a Virginia man jumped into a YMCA pool while wearing handcuffs and swam 5.35 miles wearing handcuff, handcuffs to wow. break a world record. It's about eight and a half kilometres. He swam the length of the pool at George King George YMCA 344 times. Right. Wearing handcuffs. Why? <laughs> because <laughs> Scotty, he's in the Guinness Book of Records. Correct. How do you do that? With your hands? You have to kick a lot. But what do you do with your hands? You put them out in front and you kick like crazy. Or you go on your back, Mate. put them on your chest and do kicking backstroke. You'd find me on the bottom of the pool at lap one. Check diver. Guinness record for swimming under ice. Oh, come on. Free diver. 260 yep. feet under the ice of a frozen lake. Held his breath for one minute, 35 seconds. <laughs> Not allowed to wear fins or a diving suit. That's a long way down. And the ice on the lake had to be 11.8 inches thick. What was it? 206 feet? 265 feet. 265 feet? Yeah. He was underwater for a minute. 35. Because you can't come up for air because you're under a block of ice, Scotty. It's about... That would be quite claustrophobic, Scotty. It's about 80 metres. Yes. In cold, freezing cold water under ice. And you can't see. You can't come up for air. (sighs) How do they do it? 
So I How knew, do you even prepare for it? I knew these wouldn't be for you. <laughs> they are safely covered by others. So here's one that I think All right. do. Is it the men's 100 trolleys at Yumcha? No. <laughs> no, you know what it is? Oh. And we're going to practice. <laughs> I'm actually remotely scared right now. <laughs> yeah, go on. This is the world record, the Guinness World Record for catching dice while blindfolded. Oh. We can do this. Oh, yeah, we can do this. Right? Yeah. Have they got, have they got little bells in them so no, we can hear no, where they no. are? <laughs> so the record, the current record, as, as set... Um, this year, a pair of Idaho. It's all they're all coming out of Idaho. There must be not a lot to do they're there. They're tishless. <laughs> Correct. Um, throwing and catching two hundred and fifteen dice while the catcher was blindfolded. Yes. Huh? Yep. So, so all we have to do in thirty seconds. What? While blindfolded, catch two hundred and fifteen dice. In 30 seconds? Well, you just hold your hands in one thing and then you've got to just chuck, 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 chuck. But is that how it works, though? Is it that you just... Why don't you just tip them all into my hand? <laughs> he must have to throw them. No. The, the blindfolded man holds out his hands and the other person throws several dice at a time into his partner's hands. The men have to be six and a half feet apart. Yep. The blindfolded person held on to 215 dice during the 30-second attempt. Right? So this is how it works. Okay. This is what we're going to practice. Right. You're going to get about 700 dice. <laughs> I'm going to be blindfolded with my hands out. Yep. And you're going to throw them all at me. <laughs> I'm going to put Velcro on them so they <laughs> stick to you. <laughs> this is one we can do. <laughs> I tell you what, if we have a crack, it's like that old gag where the guy with no arms and no legs walks into the bar. He said, "Give me a beer. How are you going to drink it? Don't worry about that. Give me some darts. How are you going to th- throw the dartboard at me? <laughs> That's right. That was Rodney Roode. That's Rodney Roode. Yep. So I reckon this is this is one we could have a crack at. All right. Well, I, I think we I think we should record it and stick it on our Facebook. Well, page. mate, it, the video of the attempt of these guys is recorded, so I'm going to look it up. Have you worked out how much it's going to cost us in dice? A fair bit of dice. Oh, die? Is it dice? Die. Plural die. 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 Seven hundred die. So, mate, I'll, I'll, every week I'm going to come with a suggestion <laughs> until we find one. Have that we, we got? Is there a plan B? Is there another one? Well, we could come second. That would still be something, wouldn't we, it? We could, do they do they record if you come second? Yeah, have they got like, a top three or like a top five? Like that Hamish and Andy doing stuff. We could have a crack at <laughs> one of these. Every, guns, two smoking guns. Have a crack. We, all right. It's a new radio show. Yeah, it's not well, very visual. Yeah, it's not very visual, but something that we could. Uh, People cross. are tuning in. They're going. What's going on? We <laughs> throw the doors at me, Scotty. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm actually thinking of um, uh, the craps table where you've got the dice. <laughs> throw the table at me! That's, that's the last time I saw you throwing dice. <laughs> uh, now, uh, anyway, anyway, I I thought I'd bring that to, to the table. I like it. I like it. You know, uh, human achievement being a wonderful thing. Um, there was anyway, a, there was a punch up the other day. Did you hear about this? A punch up? Yeah, at the cricket. Really? Yes. So I'm going to take you to... Which cricket game was it? Uh, what about if I take you to the North West 
Metropolitan Cricket Association. This is in Victoria? Uh, yes. Ah. So it would give the you suburbs. So it would give you suburbs such as uh, Tullamarine right. and Strathmore Heights. Well, go awake on. I'm sure they're listeners to the program. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the signal goes that far. No. So we can just go hard. Go hard. <laughs> really hard here. Uh, so the Northwest Metropolitan Cricket Association has launched an investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, after Saturday's semi-final between Tullamarine and Strathmore Heights was abandoned in chaotic scenes. They had a, uh, a Donnybrook. <laughs> the, gl- the match at Gladstone Park Reserve, could only be Gladstone could've, Park yeah, Reserve, was called off after the teams became embroiled in an all-in brawl. An all-in. It was an all-in all in. Were there haymakers being oh, thrown? I tell you what, there were. I think there were bats and balls and stumps being well, thrown. Right. Serious out there, um, Violence spilt over when Strathmore Heights collapsed to six for thirty-five. Well, they, <laughs> did they have a dodgy umpire? Perhaps chasing Tullamarines eight for one hundred and thirty. Oh God! With a contentious umpiring call, <laughs> believed to. Have, <laughs> Believed to have sparked the brawl. <laughs> no kidding. The fighting reportedly spread to nearby streets <laughs> as players fled. So they've gone running after them. Which the is street. an interesting sight because normally you see people dressed up in black hoodies, but they're all in their cricket yeah, they're whites, all in whites. <laughs> slipping over on the asphalt <laughs> from their spikes. Police confirmed they were called to the scene, yes. <laughs> finding a 19-year-old male with facial industries. But no formal complaints have been made. <laughs> <laughs> the M- uh, NWMCA chief executive, Bob Bryan, said the league would investigate. <laughs> now, talk me through those scores again. Yeah, so um, so we've got Tullamarine, who came out and belted 8 for 130. 8 for 130. Yeah, and yes. then uh, the Strathmore Heights boys uh, were getting a bit upset because they were 6 for 35. Mm-hmm. And uh, some sort of a, an umpiring decision was made. Uh, that deem- was deemed contentious, and they've gone, that's it, let's just punch on. <laughs> Based on those scores, Scotty, <laughs> yes. it occurs to me that uh, they should be taking their frustration out on the pitch. Uh, I would have thought so. Because let- it sounds like someone's left the covers off on Thursday night. Well, I don't know. And they were playing on a bit of a, a wet turner. Uh, I'll, I'll, staying, I'll- probably staying a little low. Either that, or I'm going to go... He played back. He had both pads in front of the stumps. It hit him below the knee roll, and he was not out. <laughs> <laughs> either that, no, he hit that. Either that, or there was a, and it got caught at first slip. Yeah, but it was not, not out. out. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, a nice little punch up. So, mate. Um, Time's it's, got it's away not, from us we, we, not, we don't advocate that sort of vibe. No, no, no. It's, it's, there's no place for that whatsoever. I've been watching a fair bit of local cricket lately. The young bloke plays. And yeah. uh, it's fantastic to see some blokes in their, in their older years out there and having them. And they, you know, they have a bit of a sledge and a, and a giggle, but nothing ever gets too serious. But no. I might give the, uh, the Northwest Metropolitan Cricket Association a, a, a wide berth. A wide, wide <laughs> yeah, berth. Yeah, I don't think we need to go. I don't think my Melway's track gets out yeah. that far anyway. Now, mate, 
we haven't uh, we didn't get through a lot today, no, but uh, just recapping uh, Michael Gadinsky's yeah, passing, which lost. was terrible and uh, very well said by you. Um, bit of golf, to his family, a bit, bit of golf, golf and a bit of food, bit of and dietary supplements. Action. Um, divers going down to stupid depths, and yes. you know they're freezing, they're freezing themselves. Um, I'm going to talk to you the, uh, about the PC uh, next week. Next I'm going week. to talk to you about the PC police and the Muppets. Oh, excellent! <laughs> well, that's all for today. From two smoking, from Muppets. two smoking guns, <laughs> we're done and dusted. We're done and dusted. Thanks for, for listening. Week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next. See you, old son.